0: Hello and welcome. Anyone who's been to Merchant City Yoga on a Sunday knows how much I love catching up with everyone over a cup of my freshly brewed spiced chai. These Sunday chai sessions really bring everyone together, a true celebration of friendship, community, and connection. And as these COVID restrictions continue, I want to try and capture some of that magic and share it with you at home. So I've invited some familiar faces from our MCY family to chat with me online over a cuppa. I'm affectionately calling them the chai sessions. Pop the kettle on, get yourself comfy and come and join us.
1: Hi, Judy. I hope you've got your, your chai. I've got my chai. I sure do. Right here. Oh, so they the wee chai chats. I We're know. And thinking so, that's up to get a wee chai chat and let everybody hear what we chat about.
0: I know. And well, maybe the polite version of what we chat about. Yes. Um, but before we start, just I can't imagine there's anybody watching that doesn't know who you are. But just in case. Um, Roseanne teaches our Morning Mysore program here at Merchant City Yoga. She also teaches um, with me on our 200-hour teacher training program, as well as running our own classes closer to home out there in sunny Blantyre. So thanks very much for for joining me. um,
1: me.
0: I I thought we could just chat Ashtanga because we both practice Ashtanga we both teach Ashtanga um, and both done that now for gosh quite a long time oh, yes. quite, quite yes. a long time we'll not put a number on it yeah. but um, I was thinking do you remember your first Ashtanga class?
1: Yes I do remember my first Ashtanga class and um, it was a girl called uh, Pamela, um, Pamela Young and uh, she used to do it in a place in Loving Wells, in Bells Hill. And uh, I was told by my friends, to go and get a dynamic uh, place that would do stretches. And I thought, right, so it was Sharon, my friend, Sharon Bianchi, says to me, come to that class, come to that class. And um, my first sun salutation, I was, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. My breath, I mean... I mean, I come for the fitness industry, you know, the BTS stuff, running. It's entirely different. Um, and oh my goodness! But um, I enjoyed it. You know that it was something that I've oh I've not done this before. I've run, I've done everything else, but I've not done this. But I just couldn't get it into my head. How how can I not breathe? I mean, I can do a half marathon, and yet I couldn't get that breath. How because you have to just slow everything down. But my mind was still active and I'm still getting, but I wasn't getting that understanding of, no, that's not what it's about. It's just bring, calm bring down, chill. But um, I did go back. And the more I went back, the more I practiced, it. then I got that understanding of, you know, it's just work with the breath, <laughs> whereas I was working against the breath. And I think there was a wee bit of the, the ego thing there as well, you know, where you come for the fitness industry and you went, oh, I can do this, there's nothing I can, I can jump through, I can jump back, which I couldn't, I had to step through and step back and lower down into what we call Chaturanga, so you're in a plank and you, you lower down even that, using different muscles that you weren't used to using and even coming into that up dog, using that breath in, still you know, but again, it's through the help of the teacher that then you started to say, right, I get what you're talking about now. It's that inhale taking it up rather than working against it that using the opposite breath. After I left um, there, I went to I write Astanga Yoga Shala and it was in Peckham's and Judy you were there with um, Alison yeah. and you were working with you were a student at Alison's I'm sure um, I didn't really know you then and um, but Alison just did a beautiful way absolutely beautiful way of teaching um, yeah it was same um...
0: Alison, that kind of dragged me through all of my first Ashtanga experiences. Because uh, yeah, I mean, I still remember my first Ashtanga led primary, and I just thought everybody was nuts <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of class. You know that way I started to kind of giggle. I couldn't because it was probably, yeah. probably probably either that or cry. I couldn't believe what people were yeah. doing it was just bonkers and then when um Alison told me that people got up and did this before work in the morning that they got up at silly o'clock in the morning to practice before they went to work I mean I just I was so far out with my realm of experience mm. <laughs> again I just thought everybody was nuts so, when did you start practicing morning Mysore style?
1: I started um, practicing the morning Mysore with Kathy McGann. That's where, where I went. In fact, I think it was actually Siobhan first, because she was at yeah. um, Charing yeah. um, Cross. And um, she was the first one that ever done a drop back. And you were in the, You were there as well. I mind you've been there because Alison was there. Did take over for Alison? I mean, it was that long ago now. I'm getting, I know. Where was it? Um, and Siobhan had me practicing up to standing postures. Um, so again, it's that that you go, isn't it? I mean, your teacher's telling you, look, this is where you practice to. And then you go, no, no, I want to do, a pra- I want to do another asana after that. I want to do another posture. She's doing that posture. I want to do that posture. That was a bit in it. But then when it came to that your practice did develop and the teacher did give you another posture, you were then going, in and going oh, no, I've got this other posture. And you're putting all this pressure on yourself. The teacher doesn't give you that posture if she doesn't think you're ready to do it. So the pressures that you put on yourself, like me, is when I, I went in and I seen everybody else was doing all these postures. But the teacher knowing what I look like, know what I was capable of, says, No, you work up to there, but me, I want to do this. And then eventually when she sees, right, you're ready to move on, you're like that. Oh no, I don't want to move on. You know? Well, exactly.
0: Because I never understood, like people were always wanting to do more, wanting to do more postures, more postures. I was like, it's hard enough. Don't give me any more. Thanks. Quite happy where I am. And, you know, some of the the extra postures are pretty scary. So what did you think of Mysore style? Like, did it come quite, because obviously quite different to to classes um, that we had done before. So did it come quite naturally
1: or? I think the good thing about the Mysore was, again, you go in and the teacher tells you, right, this is where you're working to. So again, you're asked, um, have you attended Mysore before? You either get, say, we'll say no. Okay, right, we'll see. where do you, They ask you, where do you know up to? Um, if you go, oh, that one where you hold your toe and you take your leg up and they go, all right, and you'll tell them that's Padangusta Asna. And you start to kind of learn the names only because you hear it constantly. And you, you get to know what the breath and everything else is like as well. But I felt good in the Mysore because you could take as many breaths as you like. It was like, like guided class, the teacher guides you. So it's inhale, exhale. So your body's moving to that breath. Whereas in Mysore, you can inhale and exhale and as many breaths in and out as you want in that posture. Yeah. You're not putting any of the pressures on yourself, you know. uh, Fix your hair and your top. You fix your pants and then you get up and you fix your bra. That's if you're wearing one, guys. (laughs) Um, You you fix your hair. If you're baldy, then you clean the sweat away. Um yeah, I mean there are advantages of doing the the mysore as well, that you can take your time, but the more um advanced student then it's good for them because then it regulates their breath as well you inhale exhale because you've got so many postures in that sequence you're so i won't even say how many postures are in it so it takes you up to about an hour and a half to two hours to complete your primary series or your more advanced students your second so you don't want to be faffing about fixing your pants which you don't need to do anyway um you just listen to that breath, like I said earlier on when I first started doing it, I was working against the breath. But when you start to get that understanding, it's amazing how when you work with the breath, you just float in and out these these practice, these asanas. It does, yeah, it does.
0: Yeah, or, or sometimes not so floaty as well. Yeah,
1: with- well, yeah. Um, it's that's when you've then again, my soul's good because you, you can think, right, how am I getting into this posture? You know, like we'll see a hard posture like Gusta um, Asna. You know, how, how am I going to get my balance just to balance on that one leg? And you can start with lifting your knee up and then think, right, I've engaged my bandas, build well, your, your abs, your whatever you want to call that powerhouse. Because sometimes we can lift that leg up and just you're lifting it and you don't know what's holding you up there or what's engaged. And so it's good to get that, right, this is what I'm doing. This is right, I can understand, I get that feeling. Whereas in, again, um, a a guided class, it's just lift the leg, exhale, get into the posture. But that's, my sore's great, but so is the guided leg class because you don't faff about in it. You yeah, you need both, don't you? Yeah, you need both. You need both, definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, tell me, where do you think your commitment comes from to get yeah. up to practice every morning?
1: I think because I know how um, the yoga has affected me physically and mentally. As I say, I'll not mention my name, tw- uh, my age, 21. I mean, my husband says to me as well, you know, I'll say to you this, Suzanne, he says your commitment. He says, I really admire how you're committed to to what you do. Every morning I'm up. I mean, I'm no as early as Sarah Hatcher. She's up at quarter past four. Quarter past four and does a practice. Um, I mean, I'm up. Now that I'm working for you, Judy, on the Tuesday and the Thursday, I do my practice after it. But um, I'm doing Sarah's classes, you know, on the Thursday and the Sunday. So I get a long lie at seven o'clock. But I'm up at six. I'll get my coffee and then I start my my practice. But um, yeah, normally it is about six o'clock your practice. Um, yeah. 7 o'clock is so a really good long
0: lie but um, yeah, I've definitely got better at getting up but I still think anything before 5am is the middle of the night Yeah, like I've managed to kind of get a bit better but anything before 5
1: I think because of that commitment of getting up in the morning is it your body clock I mean I know I'm saying right I start my practice at 7 o'clock that's good for a long life but you're not really, you're up anyway but it's like a retreat. It's a wee treat, but um, I think um, I've now said to myself, right, what's the benefits do I get out of that? Ask my husband, you know, I'm always healthy. I'm never, I'm never no well Touch wood. Um, my physical, body, um, physique, everything like that, for my age is absolutely great. And I'm grounded. And how do you, I mean, it sounds, how how do you know you're grounded? Just because I know I'm no, my head's no buzzing up here. And and if I did get that way, where I'm anxious, where at the beginning of the lockdown, I don't think there was anybody. It was a wee bit anxious of that unknown. But then I brought it back. I I, I would ground myself through my practice. And that brings you right back into your body, doesn't it? It does. It brought me, it grounded me, um. And there's not a morning that I didn't do my practice because then it, we weren't doing the Zoom, but I would do my practice if it was myself, um. And then I'd be maybe get somebody else to practice with, like Alison and Susan, or yourself, you know. But um, I don't know where I would. No, I did not know where I'd be if it wasn't for my yoga. I'd be still in my yoga. So. Yeah. 12 years now I've been doing it 12 year and I'm still I'm still yeah I wonder how folk cope
0: who don't because I mean obviously like you know like you've said we all get anxious and we all struggle a little bit but people who don't have something to kind of to give them that steadiness or or just like I say give them that kind of bring them back into the body rather than too much thinking and too much
1: time mm. in the head um, yeah, it's that. Where did you start? That's that's yeah. what they, they do, you know. Like, um, I mean, all my friends, um, none of them do the yoga, you know. And they'll go, oh, you look at you, look at you, you are dead bendy. Look at you, look at your, your muscles, and you And they're gone. So why don't you just step on your mat and take it for there? You know, do about Adam and I went to the living wells. You know, you start off with that sun so salutation and see what happens for there. You know, it's like anything else. You know, you, you've got to try it first and then say, right, where am I going to go for there?
0: Yeah, that's the, the chestnut, isn't it? Um, the number of people that have told us, oh, I'm not bendy enough, I'm not strong enough. Or another favourite is, a is too scary. Mm. And I mean, do not wish i mean i totally wish that i'd taken photos and i mean video wasn't a thing back when we started but taking photos and stuff just to show people that like we didn't pop onto our mats mm-hmm. able to do all of that yeah, stuff that's true that's um, true that's it's hard work and
1: as it's hard work at- perseverance uh, it's hard work. So what's hard about it? Getting up at that time in the morning. I know I'm saying I'm committed to getting up, but it is hard. It's hard. It's like you go and do your job. There's people out there love their job. For all they love their job, it's still hard to get up there and go. You know, it's it's no, it's no easy. Um I I think just get up there, get on your mat. And then see what happens for there. So your Zoom like it Disney need to be um Mysore, you can go to your Sunday guided leg class and start it for there because you again the teacher gives you that um cue, right? You sit there and watch if you can't do it. And then when you're ready, you join in because there's always a hard posture there that everybody struggles with. And that's where you get the cue to say, well, you can sit there and look and see what, how that person's doing it. And then maybe when you start going to my sore, that's what you start to do. The teacher will say, right, try it. That's why you try it that way. So tell me, in your own
0: practice, is there a posture that oh! that, that kind of, I don't know, you're, I know... Like we don't have favourites and and postures we dislike, but is there a posture that kind of your heart just sinks a little bit when you know you've you you've got to practice it that day or it's it's coming up or you get, you know, the the anticipation thing that happens that's really annoying and you can't you
1: can't get it out the way. What happens to I think what happens is is right, you've got a, a posture that like kapitasna. Everybody's capatasna. Right, now what happens is you, you you before you get two two postures into capatasna, through your ashtasana, and you start thinking about capatasna, and then when you get capatasna out the way, that's great, and then comes a long pancha, and you're going all right. But now what's happened is that capitas and then takes a wee side that goes back because you you know that's that's so that's not that bad it's pinch, it's hard. So then what happens is is once you start ah oh, Bella can I kind of a day puncha. Yeah, and then it's a back bends. And for the now um Sarah Hatcher's got me working with um TikToks and my arms are shaking. My arms are like this. But what I've got to do is I've got to I'm doing the sutras with um, Sarah at the moment, and it's this is another part of yoga now that I'm going into, and it's how the the asanas, the postures, and the sutras, and what's the meaning of them, and um, so what I find myself doing in the the TikToks is standing back and watching myself like as if I'm, I'm watching myself from behind and I'm listening in my breath and I'm visualizing and I have to stop myself for, to rushing into getting it. Don't get anxious, don't start thinking because you start thinking, oh, that, oh this is uh, not, I've had to actually stand back and say, right, you're the seer, watch what you're going to do and that's the same, the way we should be doing like pancha, eh, kapotasana, all these hard postures, but it's all right at the time, it's just through um, regular practice. And like me sitting here talking to you, you know, that helps when you start to sit and talk to somebody about what about this posture, how did you feel about it? And, and then you get a wee bit of advice by yourself or whoever the teacher is.
0: Sometimes I think even just sharing the 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 struggle, like just talking about it and and knowing it's not just you that gets the kapitasana fear or the backbending fear. Like I remember when I first started working on dropbacks, I'd be thinking about them right from the beginning of practice. It it was just like there yeah. the whole time. So obviously I wasn't present and aware for any other post. All I could uh-huh. think about but like you say over time you just keep it's not a reason not to do them but over time you just kind of learn to manage that a little bit don't you
1: but that's the pressures we put on ourselves yeah. and that's why people struggle i think to get on their map because even before they've started they've started thinking about oh, what is it she's going to give me to do which she's going to get me to do it. or uh, you know so we, we do put the pre uh, the pressures on ourselves Back backbends as well. If we don't like to do a backbend, we don't do a backbend, you know? So if somebody comes, starts doing um, the sun salutation, there's, if they don't want to do it the particular way that we do it, where we jump back, you step back. There's always, you can modify anything, anything. I mean, um, I've had uh, people with different capabilities uh, trying to do... Um, maybe can't hear, can't see, um, something wrong with the limbs. You know, there's no reason why you can't do yoga. You just have to modify it to suit to suit you. Yeah, and that's definitely
0: something that I hope that people get from coming to practice with us that that the practice meets them wherever they are, and it's not about what we can do, and it's not even so much about what we think they can do. It's it, it meets them wherever they are, but then I guess that's a tricky balance, isn't it? Because as teachers, and and it's kind of what we look for from our teachers as well is you want to be supported, but also you want to be supported while you go maybe
1: further than you think mm-hmm. you could I, I, as well. It's but again, it's not just putting it all on the teacher as well. It's about you taking ownership as well of your practice. You know, you can't always. Say, right, I'm just going to go and do a a class uh, and expect to have the teachers watching you all the way through the class. You've got to take responsibility for your own practice and say, right, she's busy, she's doing what she's doing. That doesn't mean to say that I've to stop putting my all into my yoga, you know, trying to work it out in my own head how I step back into this posture or step forward into this posture, how do I breathe in this posture, it's all about learning and you've got to learn for yourself as well, you kind of just keep relying on the teacher to tell you right step your leg through, right breathe in, right breathe out. Yeah so
0: I'm just going to finish up I think but just before we go, what do you think is the most common thing you hear in your Ashtanga classes?
1: As we're talking about trying to get up at that time in the morning, oh, I'm, I'm dead tired. No, get to your bed earlier. Don't sit up to 11 o'clock at night. You should never go to bed been between 9 and 10 o'clock, and that's you, seven hours sleep. Um, and my and uh, Merchant City Yoga, we start at six o'clock, but that doesn't mean to say that you have to start at six. If you practice only lasts an hour, why don't you go up at half six, start your practice at seven o'clock, and you'll be finished for eight o'clock? Yeah, it depends on how long your practice is. Tours is just for the more, um, again, if you decide to take more breaths or work on certain postures repeat them two and three times it gives you plenty of time to do it and um, you don't need to start your practice at six o'clock so come yeah. along
0: that's another really good point as well about um you don't have to do two hours every day like managing your energy is really really important and yeah. so it maybe won't be the same like i heard you speaking to someone this morning about doing different practices on different days and and obviously it depends what people have got going on in their lives how it's going to fit in terms of energy and around their week but i think that's really important as well like it's not 150 Mm percent every day you couldn't
1: every day you couldn't do that every day um and it's again we're saying we, we practice six days a week that's no every every week because you have your moon days as well and you take rest on your moon days. Again, only if you're doing a practice six days a week. But see if you get up there two mornings and then say, Oh, it's a moon day, I'll just leave it that day. And that means you've only done it one day. <laughs> if you don't practice six days a week at Disney, it doesn't apply to you. doesn't apply. Um, no,
0: and it doesn't have to be moon days you take as rest days if they're not suitable they don't fit with your schedule either, I think it's it's just important that if you are aiming for a six day a week practice that you do take rest
1: You can start it off when well. uh, yeah. they're done in Merton City so you know you could maybe do your practice Tuesday and Thursday you know, so that's you get Wednesday and Friday rest But have a Mysore in the The saturday there they could do it there so you start to build it up that's not to say that you have got to do six days a week but it's better if you can do at least three so start building it up that's the way i built it up it was once once a week then twice a week, three times a week
0: yeah and you just you feel that it's like anything isn't it like once i think there's a really big difference between going from one to twice a week Uh and then there's a big jump again from going to two to three or four uh-huh. times a week as well but that's how we all start you just kind of it sucks you in that draws you draws you in and gets under but your again, skin again
1: um, I get you asking me about how how what gets me up in the morning to do um, my practice it's that feeling of when you do get up in the morning and do your practice how good you feel and how enlightenment I mean you, it's like oh everything's just cleared out your head, you feel physically good, mentally good. You go to what where we springing your feet, and then probably about six o'clock at night, you go, oh My God, that was that was this morning. I've done my practice. It's like your days, two days in one. And then you go, oh, That was really good. Again, I'm not saying it's easy to get up, but you feel it. After your practice, you'll go, I'm glad I done that. I'm glad I got up. Yeah. So you're going to start it once and then start doing it twice and then three times.
0: Oh, always feel better after it. Always. I think that's a great place to stop. Thank you so much. Well, thank Suzanne.
1: you. It um, encourages some people to come along to the Mysore, but um, feel free to message myself and... Um, I'm on in a Tuesday and a Wednesday and um, you don't need to start at six o'clock. You can come at seven o'clock and uh, I'll keep you right.
0: Magic. And thanks as well. I think it's it's great for people to hear about your practice and how you manage as well, that it's not magic and you don't leap out of bed in the morning into third series you know, without skipping a beat. No, oh no, no. no. <laughs> right. Thanks, Rosanne.
1: Okay, thank you, Jude.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our chat. If you've got any questions, you can email me or find us on social media. And until we can return to our Sunday chai sessions in the studio, I'll see you here next time.